Today's a, we have a really cool version of the community paper reading because we actually have the paper authors joining us. So um, we'll actually get to ask all the questions that we have at the end of the paper to, to the authors directly. Um, so really excited to welcome uh, both Shufei and Zinan, who are the authors of the Skeleton, Skeleton of Thought, Large Language Models Can Do Parallel Decoding paper. Uh, the link to the paper is, is linked in the webinar, so you can go ahead and take a look at it. Um, but welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Shufei, do you want to maybe kick us off with uh, an introduction of yourself? Okay, nice to meet you. Yeah, I'm Shufei Ling. I'm from Tsinghua University. I'm uh, now a postdoctoral researcher. Yeah, I'm the, uh, is a friend of me in my undergraduate, uh, in, during my undergraduate time. Yeah. Awesome. So like, uh, we usually talk about uh, like doing research work together. And uh, this is a, like, uh, um, by chance we together do this work. Do you mind introducing yourself? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thanks very, very much for inviting us, and we're very excited to be here. Um, yeah. So, my name is Nan. So, I recently graduated from Carnegie Mellon University, um, and I'm now a senior researcher at Microsoft Research, uh, based on Redmond, uh, Washington. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have, as Shivay said, we have been uh, friends for a long time, and. Um, and then we think about those AGI, et cetera, together, and then, and then come up with this work. So yeah, very, very excited to hear, to be here to share this work. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I, I gotta ask, how, how did you guys come up with the, first of all, really cool title, but how did you guys come up with the idea of, of the paper? Like, how did that start? Yeah, um, actually, the idea uh, originates from our user experience of ChatGPT. Um, usually, I want to find some key points and expanding on that key points uh, when, I, when I'm using ChatGPT. And if I don't see the key point I want, I actually want to rephrase my question. But I have to wait for ChatGPT to output each word one by one. And, uh, and I actually, actually, for many questions I ask, um, for example, I'm like looking for some knowledge and some inspirations. It often uh, gives me many points, and usually there is uh, there are not um, such close relation between these points. And it's a very intuitive question. So um, that why can't ChatGPT like parallelly give these points out for me, and it will be Oh, like much faster, and also I actually my research field is on efficiency, and I think this is like a new perspective on improving the efficiency. So I discussed with Zanine, and uh, Zanine has some uh, like really good ideas on how to make this work using uh, using prompting. So um, we uh, start on this work after the discussion. Got it. Wow, that's that's a really uh, got it. So from your own usage of ChatGPT is kind of what what inspired this. 
Um, also, yeah, just want to also introduce Sally Ann on the call. Sally Ann, uh, also be, you know, doing the paper reading and, and asking, you know, our, our guest today a bunch of questions. So yes, Sally Ann, go ahead. If you have anything you want to jump in with. Yeah, I think like really where I want to start is kind of just diving in. I'd love to give like uh, an overview um, of the paper, really understanding like what the key thesis is here, what are your findings are. So I'd love for you guys to just jump in and, and take that away. Okay, so oh, I'll share my screen, I think. Yeah. Okay, I think I will use this website and I'll work to go through uh, the key ideas. Uh, um, can you see the screen uh, of the website? Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Uh, yeah, our work um, actually aims at decreasing the end-to-end -end generation latency. So one of the major cause of the high generation latency, the sequential decoding approach, actually this aspect is not tackled that much in the efficiency literature. Um, and this work, uh, motivated by the thinking and writing process of humans, we propose this scale of sort. And scale of sort first guides the LM itself to first generate a skeleton of the answer and then conducts parallel API core or batch decoding to complete uh, the content of each skeleton point. Um, not only does SOT provide a considerable speed up as we expected, but it, it also can potentially improve the answer quality um, from several aspects, in particular diversity and the relevance. Uh, and we regard SOT as an initial attempt at data-centric optimization for efficiency, and in particular inference efficiency. We have um, currently not found uh, much uh, efforts towards this direction. And also we reveal some potential pushing um, to think and write more like a human in a more strategical and organized way for arms quality. Um, yeah, there, there is some um, background numbers uh, is to reveal uh, how the LM generation pro process is, uh, is slow. For example, for API-based model, it can take uh, 22 seconds to answer the question uh, uh, in our in our uh, uh, illustrated figure, and uh, uh, 43 seconds for uh, 33B model run uh, locally on our uh, one of our uh, A A100 GPU. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, we uh, we actually analyze three major algorithmic causes of LM slow inference. The first one is the is caused by the model size. The model size leads to large memory consumption, large memory access, and large computation workloads. And this all induced um, non-latency uh, low throughput. And the second one um, can be uh, same as brought by the special attention uh, operator in the transformer architecture, and many work are targeting this um, problem um, because this attention operation has a quadratic memory and a computation complexity, and this is especially important in training or uh, the generation of a non sequence. And the uh, third reason is that um, currently almost all the uh, LMs uh, decode uh, one. Uh, decode the words one by one, generate token one by one. And uh, 
yeah, there are some work that uh, is targeting this uh, this problem, but um, they are targeting it uh, from a different way. Yeah, um, but uh, generally speaking, uh, the most of the literature are, have, has been addressing the first two axes by compressing and redesigning the model or redesigning the serving system and hardware. So we ask a question, is that, can we accelerate off-the-shelf LMs no matter it is running uh, it is run locally or it is an API-based model without any changes to their model, uh, to their system or hardware? Yeah. So in this work, we like, uh, rely on data-centric method to prompt the LM to be faster. Um, yeah, uh, and actually our method is uh, a very uh, straightforward. Um, uh, in the we have for, uh, two two stages. The first stage is the skeleton stage, in which we uh, query the uh, LM to first list out a skeleton uh, in very shortly. And where, uh, uh, each uh, each skeleton point usually only have three to five words, and after it lists out the skeleton. Uh, in this uh, in this second uh, stage, we call it point expanding stage. We let the LM to parallelly um, decode the, the contents for each point of the skeleton. And for local models, we just batch the decoding together, uh, and this will uh, accelerate the decoding much. And for API-based models, we will uh, uh, issue parallel API calls to the API endpoints. Oh, hey, quick oh. question. I, I'd love to like stop here on this diagram. I think it's super helpful for understanding the method here. Um, and you touched on it a little bit, but can you explain to us all where the kind of inspiration was to come up with this method of sending in the prompts this way? Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Mm, actually, the inspiration comes from how we humans think about this problem. Uh, when we encounter a question, no matter this is a single question or a complex task, we usually first uh, establish a skeleton of how we can answer to this question. Let's just think about when we are taking a test. Now, uh, when we are taking a test, we know there is a like, well-established protocol of how we can reply to this question to get a high score. So we just like uh, um, write down the protocol and then we search and uh, in our mind, that what's the knowledge to like uh, add to each point of the um, of the skeleton? So uh, uh, we like um, based on this insight, we just uh, designed to um, first prompt the uh, um, prompt the LM to make itself uh, behave like organizer. Uh, yeah. He should organize the. Um, answer of the uh, overall, overall question. And then um, in the next stage, each, uh, you can see like each LM is only responsible for adding uh, adding the contents and details of one point. Yeah, the, the, actually this um, is very straightforward and we just like uh, think of how we human do this work. We just ask yeah. ourselves what's the skeleton and then we find the knowledge needed to add it to each point. Yeah, that's awesome. I think that it helps have that context because it it makes so much sense. Like when I read that uh, when I was reading the paper, first thing I wrote down was like super cool, and then the second thought was like it just makes sense to think about it in this way. Like that is what we're doing. We're breaking it down. 
um, and we should try to mimic it. I think that's that's a secret there. So awesome, thanks for explaining that. Thank you for the question. Yeah, my English is not so good, so <laughs> I think this really helps me to <laughs> expand on the details of our method. Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, actually on my on our website we did, did not write the prompt template, but uh, the prompt template is given in our paper. So um, uh, actually, I have uh, already finished the go through of our method, and then the section is a result section. We test uh, eleven models, and nine is open source models that we run locally on our three O nine O. GPU and uh, a 100 GPU and uh, uh, two uh, and uh, two API based model. Yeah, and uh, uh, this is the summary of our results. Um, and the x axis shows the speed up, and the y axis shows the uh, net win rates um, uh, with respect to the uh, to the sequential decoding approach. Yeah, and we can see that almost uh, all models can achieve a speed up with SOT. Um, but uh, uh, many models can uh, achieve a higher relevance and diversity uh, um, of, for the answer quality than the squishion decoding baseline. Um, this is uh, like a very, uh, a very brief overview of our results. And this is a demonstration uh, which like echoes the very first um, uh, motivation of our study. Uh, uh, we can, uh, uh, after SOT is used, we can uh, see the points is uh, decoding parallelly. We, we, at first, we can know uh, what's the point it want, it want to give us. And if I cannot find the key point I'm interested in, I, I will just stop the generation, like uh, rephrase my question, or I when I find the uh, uh, inspiration that maybe learn time management skills I haven't uh, thought uh, I haven't known that oh, I will just like, stop the generation and say oh okay I, uh, I, I I'm not I'm not caring about other points I just want to know learn time management technique oh, please give give me more information yeah I think this is a like a simple demonstration that can echo the very first motivation oh, okay uh, and uh, Finally, uh, this website on this website we we pasted the limitation and the prospects discussion on our paper here. Um, SOT um, we regard SOT as a very conceptually like uh, reasonable and uh, maybe useful thing, but uh, it kind of solution is not very general you know, for different question types. Uh, especially, it cannot answer math or code questions well. Uh, this is actually reasonable. Before we uh, start to implement SOT, we have like anticipated it. it will not be very good at math and code problem because it is, it is somehow contradictory with uh, SOT. Um, because uh, SOT actually relies on the expanded details of each step to give a, a better reasoning, better results. While SOT hopes to statistically list out a skeleton in advance before all the details come out. So uh, mm, th this is a, a somehow contradictory. And more broadly, SOT uh, is suitable for the uh, questions with a clear answer structure that can be planned in advance. For example, when you take a test, when you like give con consultory, uh, um, and when you give some knowledge 
or uh, ideas, um, this kind of questions. So mm. in order to use SOT for uh, uh, general questions, then all the types of questions, um, what we are thinking is that we can design a pipeline to only trigger the SOT mode for question types and descriptions that are suitable for SOT. Well, for example, uh, uh, a negative case will be that uh, when the user requires a very short answer, like by just saying hi, or <clears throat> by formulating a multi-choice question, or by explicitly saying that, please give me a word, uh, an answer in two words. So we should not trigger SOT. Um, and also uh, math and uh, coding problem, we should not trigger SOT too. In that uh, case, we should trigger the like um, sequential generation mode and use as COT or, or that kind of things. And uh, uh, the, the second, <clears throat> the second future work. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. quick question. Um, before maybe we go into the quality of the answers, I think we had one question. I think Zinan may have already answered it, but could, could we jump back to just how, um, yeah, the demo was super cool. So it looked like it was almost two times as fast by using the skeleton yeah. of thought versus the previous. Um, how could you maybe walk through? How, how are you guys defining this? What models did you see the biggest speed up in? What types of questions did you see the biggest speed up in? Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, I think uh, we <laughs> this this detailed answer is actually in our paper. Uh, uh, actually, for bigger models, we can get a larger speed up. For 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 example, in the uh, Vicuna, uh, uh, but this is not a like a universal uh, universal conclusion, because uh, many aspect will influence the speed up. For example, how how long uh, is the sequence it will generate both uh, in the sequential mode or in the SOT mode. But uh, if we only uh, think from the hardware aspect, like a larger model maybe can benefit more from this uh, SOT process. And, that, uh, and why is that? This is because that a larger model is usually more bottlenecked by the weight loading in the decoding process. So uh, because it has more weights and it, it decoding is, is uh, like, uh, totally um, bounded by the weight loading from the GPU HPM onto the GPU chip. And so um, um, like uh, uh, popular work such as flash attention, it cannot help much because it uh, cannot help with the weight loading. But our SOT work, uh, it batches the uh, decoding of the points. And for, especially for large models, it can uh, has a, um, um, like considerable speed up. And uh, uh, I think um, maybe looking at the models that provide the least speed up will be uh, somehow more, uh, more clear to de demonstrate, uh, to explain uh, how, uh, to, uh, in which cases our method can speed up the, the generation. Uh, we cannot speed up stable V-tuna. This is because stable V-tuna cannot follow our uh, point expanding prompts. And we say that you just, uh, in which we say that you just uh, expand on this point very shortly, do not expand other point. But uh, uh, we find that stable V-tuner cannot always uh, follow this instruction. So it, it will like for each point, it will output a very long sequence. 
and these sequence names will match the overall sequential decoding lens, so it cannot get a sped up. So, um, uh, 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 as, a, uh, as long as uh, our model can follow the instruction well and uh, it's bounded um, by the weight loading in the decoding stage, it should uh, get a good speed up. Got it. And there is also a like uh, analyze on uh, on which types of questions we can get a better speed up. And the green one marks the <clears throat> marks the question types that SOT can get a good answer quality on. And while the uh, red one is the question types that my SOT the current SOT solution cannot get a good answer quality. And we can see that on the uh, common sense knowledge generic, uh, which we intuitively think SOT is suitable for, it can indeed get a very good uh, average speed up on all the models um, between all these uh, concrete questions. Yeah. So at least uh, I think SOT uh, uh, is very useful for these types of questions if we can trigger it at the correct time. Okay, got it, got it. Um, and actually, I think someone in the chat had had a question on that. Faraz asked, um, in the case where you can parallelize, how do you at the end combine all the responses? Um, is there, are you guys using any chains or, you know, agentic approaches or, um, yeah, how are you doing that? Yeah, this is a very good question because uh, actually we only concat them together. It's a very simple Method, yeah, and but we have um, been discussing on this uh, like um, many times. So because uh, intuitively for some question types, this concatenation is not that suitable, especially for the coherence of the answer. Yeah, but uh, as SOT uh, main aim uh, aim is at the decreasing the latency. If we use another model to combine the uh, all this content, and then we uh, like decode one by one, it cannot get a good speed up. But we can use a like smaller model to do the combination. Maybe the expert has already write all the content. You just need to to like uh, aggregate all this uh, information. And maybe the uh, output process of the aggregation process can be uh, like parallelized by token. It can like prefer all the tokens together and output some token together. Maybe that, that's possible, but we actually haven't tried the thing ourselves. And that, that's only like our image, um, our prospect of how it can be done like for improving the coherence. Mm. Yeah. The, the other approach uh, we were thinking about is that in, instead of having a, like another step at the end for concatenating all the answers, like using another model or other ways, uh, the other way is that, uh, like during the outline skeleton stage, like when when the model output the skeleton, like not not only output the skeleton but also output the, like how we should uh, concatenate the answers in the end. So if you look at the papers, um, like we show some results. So currently, what we're doing is that we, uh, for each point, we first put a skeleton point and then the expanded answer, and then the second skeleton point and the expanded answer, and we look at like a. It doesn't look that well for like a for some type of questions like emails. So for emails, like a, like a people usually just directly write the content. We don't have like one, two, three, four, five, right? So 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 this is something like we're thinking 
like uh, during the skeleton stage, the model have the information like how we should uh, uh, concatenate the answer in the end, like wh whether we should put a skeleton point in, in as a part of answer or, or we should remove them. So the other way we're thinking is in the skeleton stage, we not only prompt the model to output the skeleton, but also indicate to us how we should concatenate the answer in the end or how, how we should post-process them. And then like in the end, we just directly um, do, uh, do whatever like the language model suggests us to do so that we don't, don't need to have another processing in the end, which will increase the latency. And also, it, yeah, and, and also it's more natural to, if we think about how humans think, like we, when, when we, like uh, people ask us to write an email, we directly know that we don't need to put like one, two, three, four, five in the answer. We, we know we just directly write the answer. So it's also closer to how humans think. Yeah. Got it. And so, um, actually we have tried to, uh, solution that uh, Zanan just mentioned, and it works well for the API-based uh, commercial models, uh, and it works not that good for the open source model, so we um, do not include this uh, trial in our paper currently. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so, so, so it's like for, uh, because the prompt will be more complicated, and like for, for powerful models, they, uh, especially those closed closed source model, they are able to understand it and then give very good results. But for open source, it's currently challenging to make them understand like, yeah, those kind of requests. Could you walk maybe us through, uh, you know, the, the first pass reading the paper, I, you know, the examples, like you said, common, you know, general knowledge made sense, but I kept wondering how does it work for math, <laughs> right? For sequential, could you walk through like where, where does it where does it go wrong? Does it um, I don't know in the concatenation step? Does it do you don't need any of the parallelization steps? Like yeah, maybe some common. What have you guys noticed in the common pitfalls for math or Fermi type questions or coding? Yeah, actually, current SOT cannot answer math questions well. Um, it's because of what you just said. Uh, do not have the context, and uh, uh, maybe then I can add more information on the concrete uh, analyzer of the math question. Yeah, sure. So, yeah, so 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 basically, like, uh, yeah, I I I can mention firstly, like high level, why math is kind of challenging for SOT, and then we can we can look into the those examples to understand uh, why. So. So like a bit basically for math, like as many paper previously, like a chain of thought and many other papers point out, for math question, in order to understand correctly, it's very important to, to ask the language model to think step by step. It's also how humans think about math question, we think step by step. Uh, but uh, in skeleton of thought, we basically request the language models to first come up, come up with the outline, which, which is kind of like skipping the computation details and directly jumping to the conclusion, like uh, the, the answer should contain several steps. And then we fill in the details without referring uh, to the previous results, uh, we, which is very hard, uh, I mean, to, to, to make the answers correct. And it's also counterintuitive about like how humans think about math questions. Um, yeah, and if we go into the technical details, so uh, the two key challenges of applying skeleton of thought in math questions is that firstly, we need to come up with the skeleton very well. And secondly, like uh, we need to 
fill in the detailed computation step for each scalable point without referring to the previous result. And what we see like in, like in, in these experiments is that uh, for, for very strong models like a ChatGPT, uh, they are able to come up with a reasonable skeleton. Um, so, so for example, we can look at the examples below. Um, yeah, so, so, so this one. So the question here is like a solve for x in the equation three x plus ten something. Uh, yeah, etc. So, so this uh skeleton of thought like show at the upper blocks. So the, the, the orange part is the skeleton. So if we if we really look at the skeleton, like uh, you mentioned like uh, which steps we need to do, those steps are actually correct. So it's able to like uh, understand like uh, what steps we need to take. But if we look at the detailed like uh, expanded answer for each skeleton point, which is in the black, black color, we will see that it, it, it starts making mistakes from the second step. So basically here, like this can be done by subtracting 5x minus 10 from both sides this step. Like, yeah, we, we, we don't need to like a uh, full mess, but the takeaway is that this step is already incorrect. And it's, it's, it's very reasonable because when we uh, expand the point, we're expanding the, the detail point for point one and point two independently. So basically when the, when the model try to fill in the details for the second point, it doesn't know the result from the first point. And and uh, and uh, but 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 uh, like in mass, like uh, we we need to know the previous result in order to deduce the second one. So that's why like uh, it makes mistakes. Um, and this is for strong model. But if we look at a weak model, like uh, those orange skeleton, is in uh, like it's even harder to uh, it's even like um. Uh, hard to for, for for them to make the skeleton correct. So, for example, if we look at the same problem, but if we use the Vicuna thirteen billion model, uh, like the third the third step, it says apply for you, which is incorrect. Like we don't need to do it for this step. So the skeleton point is incorrect. Then, like uh, yeah, then 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 it is even harder to get a complete answer correct. So yeah, so so these are why like a skeletal thought are is not suitable for mass questions, and in and in more general like any questions that re require step by step reasoning, it's it's hard to apply skeletal thought. Awesome, thanks for walking us uh, through that. I, I guess it makes sense, like you said, that you know it struggles with. Um, creating the actual details because it's lacking the context from you know point one and it can't uh, you know multiply what it doesn't know to multiply things like that so that makes a lot of sense but it it got me thinking um like do you see a future where we have like a specialized skeleton of thought for these types of questions and like what might that even look like yeah uh, uh actually we have like um, prospect uh, or uh, some solution in the near future, also in the uh, some solution in the like remote <laughs> remote future. Uh, in the near future, uh, we think uh, uh, we can like uh, trigger SOT only for the questions it is suitable for. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, how can we trigger it? We can use like a, another small model to uh, like uh, do this work for us, or we can. Uh, tune the uh, fine tune the LM to output a 
like a special token to indicate whether it should uh, trigger the second stage because uh, this uh, there is a very interesting like phenomenon in our uh, in our work is that uh, uh, in some cases some strong uh, models can uh, only output the skeleton stage uh, when it encounters the math mass question and it will uh, output nothing in the point expanding stage and it will get math question well. But but um, but uh, not uh, th this is a very real case uh, if the model is not tuned. But uh, after, uh, we think that after some fine tune, uh, more models can uh, understand uh, if this question I should output all the all the answer in the um, sequential manner in the skeleton stage and uh, like just skip the point expanding stage. I think fine tune will like bring this uh, um, capability. You know, we believe this. And uh, also in the long term, uh, we think maybe the scatter sort and together with the chamber sort, we should generalize all these things into a graph of sort because uh, our human actually do not like uh, think all, uh, all parallelly or all, all sequentially. It's a more like complex graph, and also it, it should be dynamic because we cannot plan all these points, important points in advance. But after like some details is out, we, we like come up with another idea, find a new connection, and then we add another point that we will expand later. So this is a like a very um oh uh, uh is a far plan, <laughs> I think. Okay. Uh, maybe has some uh uh discussion to add up add to this. Okay. Yeah. Uh I that all sounds amazing. I'll look forward to some of the of that future work. Uh it makes sense too, especially the the graph of thought, again, you know, mimicking what our brains do, right? It's a little less orderly. It needs to be a little bit more dynamic. So uh we'll be really interested to see the results of that following close along. You did mention something else though that that got me thinking. Um and answering that, you were saying that maybe we could fine-tune uh these LLMs to choose um specific um or when to use the skeleton of thought or when to not. Um but then you also talked about, you know using this um, without optimizations, but I was curious what your thoughts are on combining, you know, the skeleton of thought with other optimization techniques. We've talked about Laura here before. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, oh yeah, we have got, <clears throat> got that question in advance. Uh, if uh, actually Laura helps uh, um, many ways, uh, like a uh, training stage, um, <clears throat> it will be more, more parameter efficient training. So if we want to tune the models to be more SOT uh, uh, capable, uh, capable, 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 uh, so we can use the LoRa optimization to like uh, to uh, fine tune our uh, model um, faster. Uh, and uh, 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 we actually do not uh, think more uh, on how to combine our training time optimization like LoRa and uh, our purely inference time optimization like SOT further. Mm -hmm. But some people have mentioned to me that he uh, he wants to like adapt it as the um like idea of SOT into actually mm -hmm. the training stage. But actually I do not know how that can be done. <laughs> so it, it will be interesting to think about that I have not think it through. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely interesting because we're seeing what I'm experiencing, at least. It's, it's, there's a lot of optimization, but there's definitely people working on different pieces of the puzzle. And I think something that's really exciting is we'll get to see how these pieces can work together and what results those bring. So I think it's really exciting to see. I have just a few more questions for you, I, uh, if you don't mind here. So Another thing that we touched on, uh, or we didn't maybe touch on too much, was the fact that there seems to be weaker models in this and, and stronger models. And there were two models that you mentioned as weaker in this context, and that was OpenChat 13B and Vacuna 7B. Any ideas why they're weaker in this context? Is it something to do with their architecture, or what do you think makes them different? No, well, I think it's an anchor answer this question. Because, yeah, so 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 those like uh, open chat uh, Vicuna seven billion. So they 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 are all based on like a llama model. So their arch mm -hmm. architecture are the same, but the difference is that uh, like when they do the instruction fine tuning, they are using different ways. And what what we see like uh, why why they perform not not that well like uh, with SOT is because like uh, their ability to understand the SOT instructions is kind of weak. So basically, like, uh, for example, we uh, mentioned one example for another model, but basically, like, uh, the, the model need to have some basic uh, instruction understanding capability to understand, like, we're asking it for the outline, or, like, we're asking it to only out, only expand one outline. If it doesn't understand those kind of things well, then the SOT answer will be a mess. So wow. what we see is that for those two models, like, uh, they're capability of instruction understanding might not be that uh, good enough for to 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 use with SOT. I ah, got you. That makes yeah. a lot of a lot of sense there. Um I was I was had a hunch that there was something that that those two models did a little bit differently because uh, it makes sense, right? How could they how could they have such uh, poor performance compared to some of the other ones? All right, I got one more question for you all before I let Aparna get in with some of her questions here. Uh, this is one that's on my been on my mind a, a lot as I read all these different um Papers, there seems to be kind of one thing that keeps being brought up. Um, and so we mentioned being in this data centric era of machine learning, um, but it seems like in all these papers I'm reading, there's more and more evidence that the transformer architecture and more specifically the attention mechanism is not that helpful. It actually is hindering us in a lot of ways. So do you see a shift back into this kind of more model centric paradigm where we're, we're looking to replace that uh, attention mechanism? Do you see that in the future? Uh, yeah, actually, it's not, and I have discussed a lot of <laughs> this type of questions. Uh, what is next architecture towards like AGI? And uh, so we haven't started our investigation <laughs> into this yet. Our very personal opinion is that uh, the counter architecture is not the ultimate solution. We might need other architecture components at least to step further. Uh, for example, we are very curious whether we need some like new neural memory uh, mechanism uh, with learnable access interface and updated strategy other than back propagation and so on. Yeah, but um, this is a very personal opinion without uh, any experiments. We just think this is, um, is uh, needs more design in the future to step further into the AGI. Yeah. Um, yeah, one one additional things like so we we, we yeah both both Shifen and I we definitely believe like in the in the future like this transformer architecture is is definitely not the end like we need something new, uh mm -hmm. but but that's kind of like in a like a relatively long, longer future 
But what currently people see at, at the current stage is that this transformer architecture, there's still a lot, lot of potential that we haven't fully explored it yet. And that's why like there, there are a lot of paper coming out saying like, we just use transformer architecture and we just by doing a little bit more data engineering, uh, we are able to get much better performance. So this is many people are currently investigating. So, so, so we think that like, a, uh, like a, the, if we look, look back in the history of machine learning, it, it's always like a alternating between like data centric and the model centric and data centric. So every time a new model uh, comes out, there like uh, and there there are a lot of potentials we can do. Like people do a lot of like data engineering to further boost the performance. Like uh, if we look at back, like every time the CM comes out, ResNet comes out now, like uh, this transformer architecture. Uh, but if we look at the longer horizon, then like there will definitely be a new model architecture came out that uh, says that all all the I mean like dramatically uh, improved the, all the previous results and then and people started thinking back about like how to design better models. Yeah, so 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 I think like if we go back to this question, I mean in the in the short term, there's definitely a lot of more people can explore explore it like based on transformer architecture and do more data engineering, and our work is kind of like a I mean, the, the first trial of this direction for, for efficiency. So there, there's a relatively little work previous on that. But if we look look like a longer into the future, then definitely, yeah, we I, we agree we need to better architectures. And and yeah, and some, some people are already exploring that, yeah. Okay, I'm noticing we have about a couple more minutes before we have to wrap up. So. Maybe I'll just ask one last question and 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 then thank you guys for joining us. Um, I think we we see a lot of folks actually trying to use you know LLMs or generative model, you know this architecture in production. Um, any application that you you guys are you know maybe more on the real world side, you guys think this could have big potential for or um. Yeah, any real world application you're motivated by? Um, yeah, so because, because the very first um, motivation comes from the general chatbot uh, application. Yeah, so I uh, like, um, I think SOT actually has the potential to be used in a general chatbot to improve the user experience and also uh, like, uh, um, Lower down the system cost because, like SOT, actually introduce a new parallelizing uh, lever. Mm, it can parallelize between segments of contents, and this actually brings some space for the system optimization. For some serving framework, it can choose to like more intelligently parallelize between um, the segments bit, uh, of one question or even multiple questions, multiple users, and it will like mm, help lower down the assistant cost, improve user experience, and so on. I, I, I think this is a, like, um, the general chatbot system is my, my like, um, uh, um, is the application that I care about. <laughs> yep, the original motivation, got it. <laughs> got it, got it. Cool, well, I think we're at time right now. So just wanna say big thank you, Shufei, Tsinan, for joining us today. And going over this this really outstanding paper, and um, wishing you both the best of luck on the the future work, and we'll be following along what uh, what you guys do. Thank you very much for inviting us. Thank you.
Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thank you.